0: Welcome to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast, episode number 10. We're finally in the double digits.
1: (laughs) Double digits. That sounded terrible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My name is Kieran. I'm a white belt under Adam Childs, and I'm also a Jiu-Jitsu media producer with my company, Ground Nine Productions, along with my business partner, Zach who will be, fi- be featured sure on, this, will be. Uh, on this podcast, I should say, soon in an upcoming not episode. Not this episode. We
1: don't like him enough to yeah. put him this early.
0: No, no. He's going to be one of the later, like, ring-ins. We'll, we'll say last lastminute.com.
1: <laughs> yeah, when we've run out of yeah, interesting characters. Exactly. Then we'll bring Zach on. <laughs> I hope he listens to this episode. I really
0: do. And uh, I'm
1: here with my co-host. Uh, Adam Childs, uh, Black Belt Under Alliance head coach Fabi Gurgel, um, Owner of Alliance Sydney Jiu Jitsu with my wife, and um, yeah, Kieran's coach sometimes yeah. when I feel like it,
0: yeah, when I'm being a good boy,
1: whenever he turns up, no, <laughs> Kieran, tra- Kieran trains a lot. Um, so today we are
0: talking about media,
1: yes, obviously, specifically Jiu Jitsu media. Um, I think by default, talking about Jiu Jitsu media is going to mean we're talking essentially about flow grappling really. Yeah. Uh we'll go into the pros and cons of that. But it's actually um you know it's quite interesting because I've only just thought about it now. I didn't think about it beforehand. But you know obviously when whenever we talk about anything jiu-jitsu related on the podcast which is most of what we talk about it's always an interesting take because you and I are at two completely different ends of the spectrum you know like at the moment you're a white belt you won't be forever right but at the moment it's like a white belt and a black belt not only are we different belts but like you know you're just under 12 months of training i've been training for over a decade you know so uh media for example not only is it in your wheelhouse due to the fact that you have a youtube channel you uh run a uh a production company with your business partner and you know so it's already what you're knowledgeable about but it's interesting as well because jujitsu media already existed before you started training jiu-jitsu whereas it didn't for me right like when I started yeah we had the internet but like you know even when I started social media wasn't big like Instagram didn't exist Twitter didn't exist or definitely TikTok didn't exist like none of those platforms existed even YouTube still wasn't anything near what it is today. So like, it's interesting because thinking back when I was a white belt, yeah, jujitsu media didn't exist. Like if you wanted an instructional, for example, like you bought a book, like you would have, like you could buy books on, you know, written by whoever like Hicks and Mm -hmm. Gracie or whatever.
0: Yeah, and they had like images featuring the different movements. There is a a guy, very skilled um, judo practitioner that trains at our gym. And he was actually the first person to show me a a, a martial arts style instructional book because he has one on judo. Right. And Yeah, I found that really interesting. So. Yeah, well, I mean, looking back, like, to.
1: yeah, looking back, I'm just now it's all just going through through my head. That's how a lot of um, a lot of martial arts were taught. You know, you would there used to be a magazine in Australia. Uh, called Blitz Magazine. Have you ever heard of that? Never. Yeah, I don't even know if it exists anymore. I think it was an Australasian um, martial arts magazine. I don't, you know, I didn't read it, like, so I don't, you know, like I didn't read it as in wasn't something I was subscribed to or whatever. So they may well have had jujitsu articles in there, but it was more like, from my understanding, like it had like karate and Mm -hmm. taekwondo and, you know, kung fu and more that sort of stuff. But yeah, just thinking back, man, like, old karate books where you would learn the moves or like old Bruce Lee books and stuff. Whereas, you know, and you had that for jujitsu too, not like it is nowadays. And, you know, you have no exposure to pre jujitsu media. Yeah. Right. Like um, it's kind of all you've known, whereas, you know, it didn't exist when I started and now it's very prevalent.
0: Okay. Here's one for you to kick it off. Do you think that the popularity of jujitsu has caused a rise in media or do you think the rise in media in jiu-jitsu has caused a rise in popularity? What came first, the chicken or the egg?
1: Um,
0: or do you think they're just one in the same?
1: Yeah, I think like – I think they just feed off each other, right? Like, you know, I, I don't know which came first. Like they feed off, off each other alongside just with the with the growth of – you know, for lack of a better word, the internet in general, just the growth of the internet and, you know, sharing information and social media and Instagram and all that, like, Mm. you know, all of those things have grown together. I don't think you could necessarily say one came first. I don't think it's like jujitsu is popular enough now that we can create an online platform, you know, or that like, oh, let's just you know, even though jiu-jitsu is a sport no one cares about, let's make flow grappling and then all of a sudden jiu-jitsu is popular. No, right? Like I think they, it happened side by side.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with that sentiment. Um, Totally agree. So when it comes to media, jiu-jitsu specific media, there are a a couple of big players, but obviously the elephant in the room, and we've already mentioned them a few times, is flow grappling. Now flow grappling if you don't know what flow grappling is and you're listening to a jiu-jitsu podcast, I'm shocked. First of all, <laughs> uh whip out your phone and just do a Google search of flow grappling or even just type jiu-jitsu into YouTube and flow grappling will own probably the top 15 out of the top 20 uh search results there on on YouTube. So flow grappling is everywhere. Flow grappling produced the now infamous Daisy Fresh series. They've produced They produce all of the ADCC um, media content. They own exclusive rights to ADCC. They have their own uh, championship now, Who's Number One?, which you may or may not have seen, but that's where all the in vogue athletes are competing nowadays. It's It's an attempt at sort of a UFC fight pass style um, event jiu-jitsu sort of event. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And that that's growing in popularity, but we're going to definitely see more of that. And uh, at some point during this episode, I'm going to talk about my, my predictions for the future for flow grappling and, and media in general. But flow grappling isn't well received by everyone. Now, if you're in the limelight- I don't know
1: anyone who doesn't like flow grappling. Who doesn't like them? Exactly. <laughs> flow well, grappling
0: did not pay me to say this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, someone like sitting across with a knife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So,
0: well, it's it's no surprise that um, if you've been around jiu-jitsu long enough, or you know, someone that has
1: tells you that flow. Not everyone. Not everyone likes flow grappling. Well, yeah, I like. Um, it's funny you say that because I. I don't like flow grappling at all. I don't. Re- I think I only have one nice thing to say about flow grappling. But I don't know, have you met other people who aren't on board with flow grappling? Like you being more in that sort of media platform, you know more people yeah. in that industry.
0: So the, the biggest criticism that I, I hear and I have on flow grappling is the way they handle how they they own exclusive rights to media coverage for the big jiu jitsu events, yeah. in in today's you know modern climate, one of the biggest events, if not the biggest, I'd probably go out on a limb and say the biggest jiu jitsu event is ADCC.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, and <laughs> definitely be, be, the most prestigious. It's the most
0: prestigious. It's the most popular. It's the most streamed, I believe. Now I'm, I'm pulling this out my ass, but I I'd, I'd bet on it. Um, that if if we looked up the streaming numbers for jujitsu events, it would be at the top. And Flow Grappling works in tandem with ADCC, and they own the media rights, exclusive media rights for all ADCC coverage, and they own exclusive media rights to a whole bunch of other events, like well, their own events, obviously. Who's number one? Fight to Win as well, and a, a couple of others that they have had these jujitsu events, uh, competitions, sign-over media rights. Now, the biggest criticism that I, that I have and that I see when it comes to that is the way they handle that. An anecdotal uh, story of, of backing up what I'm saying, and, um, you know, we don't have a fact-checker on the show. However, I've heard that it's to the point where flow grappling will pull – any content put out there by athletes themselves that competed in an ADCC sanctioned event because Flow Grappling owns the rights. Oh, I haven't heard that. They won't even let the athletes publish their own- So savage,
1: man. Like-
0: Content, yeah.
1: I know that, for example, do you know the the channel or the Instagram or whatever, BJJ Scout? Yes. It's a rather anonymous channel that does breakdowns of fights or techniques or fighters special- you know, their their position of expertise or whatever, it has no person, like, there's no face to the name BJJ Scout. It's just uh, music and text and some little um, yeah. animations over the, the fighters to show, like, oh, look, he's hand's here, hand's there, whatever, right? And it existed before Flow Grappling, but now, like, Flow Grappling have essentially shut them down, right? Like, I mean...
0: Because they take, they pull all of their content for copyright.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And look, bef- before we continue, I, I said a minute ago, I only really have one nice thing to say about Flow, and so you, know, you are to lead with it. <laughs> I'm going to lead with it because then I don't have anything positive to say after that. Okay. Really, um, uh, is that you know, like it's great that Flow exists because it's helping the growth of Jiu Jitsu. I'm all on board for that. Right, I'm on board with jiu-jitsu gaining more exposure becoming more popular the more people do it you know the better for everyone the more athletes can make a living out of jiu-jitsu you know it's quite well known that there's not a lot of money in the competitive scene in jiu-jitsu and it's very slowly changing but you know if you went back 10 years like there was zero money at least now there's you know some super fights and events that offer prize money and whatever and so i'm all for that but Essentially what you said, the like the fundamental problem that that really frustrates me with Flow is that they have exclusive rights to pretty much everything in in jujitsu, right? Yet they're not a unbiased kind of news reporting. Uh, media channel for yeah, jujitsu, jitsu no, you know not. like they're they're in the entertainment industry and that's fine but then when you're in the entertainment industry and you own everything and then you choose like what's what's featured what's not featured like man it's just this completely biased view of the sport right like there's plenty of like if you're not chowing down on some flow grappling chode <laughs> right <laughs> like you're essentially then a nobody you know and they can they can make or break you and i mean i i don't if they were just a media promotional comp like let's imagine flow were exactly who they are today but they they didn't have exclusive rights to everything they were just this booming essentially marketing jujitsu propaganda machine right you To some extent, you couldn't fault them. I mean, yeah, maybe they do dodgy stuff in business or whatever, but who cares, right? I'm just saying if that was their angle, they were just this entertainment marketing machine and they they could make or break athletes, like that would kind of be fine because they're just good at their job. But the fact that that's who they are and they own everything – like there's zero room for anyone else. It's almost like, um, you know how in the US they've got um, the two news channels, like that one's left and one's right. I think yeah. it's like Fox CNN, and CNN, and Fox, right? Yep, yep. Imagine if the US, like they only showed one of those channels. Like, you know, it was only Fox News, for example, and they only showed Fox News and, you know, things that, pushed forward the Fox News opinion and whatever, and there was no even access to the other side of the story. Like that's kind of how I see flow, flow grappling. Mm-hmm. They just own everything, right? And there's zero room for anyone else. They own everything and uh, a and, you know, completely bias in what they put forward. So if you're not willing to bend over for them, man, like, like where do you go?
0: And I think this definitely highlights the difference between, uh, for lack of a better term, your generation and the, my generation, like the new white belts coming up, I don't know anything different, right? If, yeah, because like, it didn't, you know. It did, didn't exist well, I mean, in so your time. Yeah, like flow yeah.
1: grappling already existed before you started.
0: Yeah, exactly. So when, I, th- I think we you mentioned this, you highlighted it in a previous episode, but it's worth going over, is when I mentioned the biggest names that I knew, they were exclusively Danaher her death squad or thereabouts, or people featured on Flow Grappling. Yeah. I didn't know anyone from that you know is a a big name in the IBJJF scene like Isaac um, um, that you were talking yeah, about exactly last. By Ants, yeah, Yeah, that you were talking about last episode, and the guy's a machine. Like yeah. the guy is one of the best Jiu-Jitsu competitors in 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 his weight division in the world, yeah. but no one knows his name. And when I mean no one, I mean like I'm talking Gen Pop, new people, people from the States, et cetera, who yeah. are, know most of their competitors from Flow Grappling. Another thing that I think highlights the power of Flow Grappling is another thing that you mentioned in a previous episode is the, the whole Daisy Fresh scene. I, oh, my God. Like if, if you're not on Daisy Fresh, Say, for ex- like uh, you gave the analogy, if you took someone that is featured on Daisy Fresh and they had a seminar right next door to someone like um, Isaac or a- another big name, uh, you know, that could potentially have been a previous world champion. Yeah, I don't
1: know, like even someone maybe bigger than Isaac, like Lucas yeah. Lepri or, Yeah, you know, Bushesha or Merigali. Or- yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, maybe with the exception of like someone like Boshesha or even still, if you compare the two, like a purple belt from um, Daisy Fresh, who's well known or a blue belt or what have you, a seminar next door to a black belt world champion, which one would fill up first? Well,
1: the Daisy Fresh one. There you I, go. Even though it's just some nobody purple belt. Because and they
0: well, they're not a nobody anymore. Yeah, Adam. Right. like they they are a somewhat they're yeah. a Daisy Fresh purple belt. It's it's the that's it's changing I, the landscape.
1: That's what I hate, man. Like like I just said, if flow grappling was just this marketing machine and they made or broke athletes, that would be all well and good, you know? Like you couldn't really fault them. And anyone who complained about it, you'd just kind of say, well, man, you got to get better at marketing or whatever. But because flow own everything, like where does an athlete like Azaki Bayance, Merigali, you know, or any up-and-coming blue or purple belt who's not a Daisy Fresh, and they want to burst onto the scene, mm. but they have zero connections to flow grappling, like where do you go, right? Like you can't, like you could even go and win a big competition, but like, you know, if if flow grappling don't choose to to feature that like you're screwed yeah you know and it, it man like really pisses the me same off
0: problem the same problem could be said in so many other sports let's let's go to a similar sport that everyone that, that our listeners can probably relate to and that we could probably relate to is mma specifically ufc Flow Grappling arguably is the UFC of jiu-jitsu right now, or they're they're heading in that direction. They're trying to be the UFC of jiu-jitsu. In in the UFC, you could be the best fighter, but you won't get paid the most unless you put bums on seats. Look at Conor McGregor. He is probably the highest paid UFC athlete,
1: of all time and he's one of the worst human beings and no, he, i don't want to say one of the there's plenty well, of bad people he, he's but got I mean. a, he's got an
0: act right you know we could talk but about his, his demeanor uh, uh, backstage versus yeah. you know online and everything like that he's got an act but he's not even the best on record right he, he doesn't have the best record and basically what it comes down to is just because you are a very uh, promising athlete, you could be very good, but if you don't finish in a spectacular fashion, if you uh, have quote unquote boring fights, but you even though you're winning or you don't have a big personality to attract money, attract viewership, to attract bums on seats, you're not going to be paid appropriately. Like you're not going to be paid proportionally to your skill, right? And yeah. the same can be said, jiu-jitsu the same thing is happening in jiu-jitsu because at the end of the day this is the entertainment game over being the jiu-jitsu game or being uh, as they say in mma the fight game right and that is what flow grappling is because the model uh, it works it it generates income it generates awareness for the sport but what you see is people that are on different circuits people that are competing in ibjjf they're not getting any attention
1: yeah i mean and that's what I'm, man. Like you could, you could argue that I, you know, they're not getting any attention because IBJJF competitions aren't as entertaining. You could make that argument, but you know, on the the counter argument, I would say is that well, there's not even the opportunity for someone to cover it and make it entertaining anyway because Flow own it and then just choose not to air it, right? Like, you know, even look at um. There was the what was on quite a while ago. By the time people are listening to this episode, but um, BJJ bet or whatever, the, an event that was just on this previous weekend, Leandro Lowe um, you know, fought Hulk and uh, Merigali was on there. There was quite a few fights, and yeah, Flo covered it, but they didn't like they didn't cover it and amp it up the way they do for anything that involves the death squad or, or anything. who's number one. Or who's stuff.
0: number one. Yeah, they're doing the exact same thing with fight to win. So that's actually a good segue. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, Flow Grappling signed contracts, contract deals for media coverage with fight to win. It's uh, a similar championship style, you know, um, special events, uh, super fight style event. And, there is actually a big falling out between the the owner of Fight to Win and some of the uh, owners of Flow Grappling because of exactly what you're saying like flow grappling are adhering to their contractual obligations but no more no less yeah. they are meeting you know their requirements on the line they're not uh, marketing it like they do their own events of who's number 1 even though uh, fight to win i believe came first and who's number 1 is quite new but from Flow Grappling's perspective, they're a business. They're in it to make money. Why would they support their competitors like um, yeah, this? BJJ I mean, Bet yeah. and fight to win when they can pump their own stuff and take a monopoly, which yeah. is effectively get, what they're well, doing. that's
1: yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. They're a monopoly, and um, yeah, it is the entertainment industry. I don't have a problem with that. the The root of the problem is that they is that they have the rights to everything. Mm.
0: Because they yeah. they're paid for them, you yeah. know. It's, so they
1: have the rights to everything, and then they're a monopoly. Like so. Yeah. So who's
0: to blame? In the, well, not not like we're we're you know we're not privy enough to start pointing blame games, but to be honest, it's it's the people that are running these events like Fight to Win or people that are running you know the the big events, um, you know like IBJJF. I don't I don't actually think Flow Grappling owns the rights for IBJJF. I think they or used to, but
1: I'm not sure if they do any more because because they used to cover a lot of it and then recently IBJGF have been making a bit more effort on their own Instagram Uh, so I'm not 100% sure but Definitely, like Flow covers it to some extent. Maybe, maybe that's changed with the explosion of their own stuff. Yeah, but like, I don't I remember- think they have
0: exclusive rights to all. Like, to have exclusive rights to IBJJF, like internationally, would be incredibly difficult and incredibly expensive because you have small events like, you know, IBJJF affiliate events here in New South Wales, in Sydney or one in, you know, yeah, state the, events the, here in yeah, there. Yeah, those
1: ones are different, like yeah. those AFBJJ events and stuff. Yeah, like affiliate? No, they just like follow the IBJJF right. rules like they really have nothing to do with it. For example, you don't, as an athlete you don't need an IBJJF membership to compete in those. But you need right? a bJjf yeah, different, right. okay. completely different thing. But you know, ignoring COVID, there are IBJJF competitions in Australia, like the Pan Packs and the Sydney right. Open and stuff. Got it. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not exactly sure their relationship with IBJJF. But I mean, when I last saw Flow, was it like the Masters Worlds in Vegas in 2018? That's when you
0: competed at Worlds.
1: Y- yes. No. Twenty. Yeah, 2019. Was when I competed. 2018 was when, like, I was speaking to some of the guys at, at Flow, right. and it's when it's when I got my black belt. It's when Huberto Jimenez got his brown belt when he was still with Alliance. Um, anyway, Flow was there covering all of that. So I'm not sure what has changed in the relationship since then to now. Obviously, from then to now. The world has changed globally, yeah, and you know events were cancelled and things. So, whether that made certain contracts null and void, you know, I, I don't really know, right? But, um, you know the the crux of the problem is having a, a marketing company own everything.
0: Yeah, well, distribution is power. When it comes like media, you, everyone is a marketer. Everyone, and this is a quote from Gary V. For anyone who's familiar with with our Lord and Savior Gary V
1: hell is gary v oh
0: i will educate you don't worry (laughs) so you're a marketer before you're anything you're a media company before you're anything in today's day and age right Mm. and this this really highlights the juxtaposition that you were alluding to before when you first started training jujitsu versus when i first started when i first started i you know very much media dominated the sport it 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 just did video dominates the the landscape of jujitsu and that is exemplified by Floyd grappling, by Daisy Fresh, by ADCC. All of these events. Like, if you're not a part of that system, then no one knows who you are, regardless of if you're good or not, because yep. you don't have exposure,
1: right? So, and like, man, just oh really pissed me off, bro. Like the, I actually I watched the Daisy Daisy Fresh episodes. I thought they were awesome. They were super entertaining. Yeah, like Very well produced. Yeah, really well made, really well produced, really funny, really good jujitsu, really interesting characters. Like they were great. Like, you know, so, you know, at the start when I said, I only have one nice thing to say about Flo. I mean, that's not true. Like they, I mean, the Daisy Fresh episodes are awesome. But again, like, they're not awesome because they're made by the company that like dictates who who is relevant in jujitsu, right? Like if you look at a lot of the who's number one um, like fighters on the cards, there was a particular event that was, it was like 80% of the athletes were from Daisy Fresh, you know? Yeah. And it's like, man, like I'm happy for them, but at the same time, I'm gutted for the athletes who are trying to make it, but they don't have connections with flow grappling so yeah. you know it's just that um and if it's they almost go through, like going back to it's almost that expression it's not what you know it's who you know 100 and it's like becoming and it's relevant now to jiu-jitsu which it shouldn't i mean I, the pushback
0: I, would be if they go through an ibjjf uh, sanctioned event and they win it then surely they would come into the the spotlight through that way then they'll get noticed but we're not really seeing that. Like I've already highlighted examples of competitors that as a beginner I look up to is, oh my God, this, this is what I want to be one day, you know, and they're not yeah. featured. I've never seen these athletes featured. Like honestly, half the time when you're um, naming relevant, even in today's, you know, t- today's jujitsu relevant athletes that are at the world championship level, I have no idea who you're talking about, but as soon as you mention someone on Daisy Fresh, or as soon as you mention, you know, anyone from the Danaher Death Squad, or anything that is featured on Flow Grapplers, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know who, exactly who you're talking about. There's
1: essentially like the there's really just three main, um, you know, relevant team slash competitive groups at the moment in Jiu-Jitsu, which are the the Danaher Death Squad. I mean, they they, 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 they split, split up, up yeah. or whatever, but anyway the the death squad group of athletes yeah yeah daisy fresh yeah and atos yeah, because of the fact that That they have conflict with yeah exactly you know those three groups like and why are those three groups the the famous three groups because of flow grappling Mm -hmm. right like these other very high level teams competitors like no one knows who they are
0: and now, when we say no one knows, I know that there's going to be people that are jumping up and down and want to leap through their their bloody headphones and throttle us. But like, well, but what about Keenan? What about what about this guy? What about that guy? Like, like everyone loves him. They have a hundred thousand followers or whatever. And we're not when we say no one knows who they are. We don't mean like no one in jiu-jitsu. Like obviously, people that follow the sport competitively are going to know the the the, the big athletes in IBJJF. What we're saying is people that are new to the sport like lower belts like myself even you know like white belts blue belts that have only been training for a few years and maybe they're in an environment where they're they're not told about anyone else so they don't know so when we say no one we're, we're talking about you know broad brush the, the the full spectrum of jiu-jitsu now do we expect everyone that has ever trained jujitsu to know the name you know gordon ryan or whatever no but it's it's different but right y-
1: you know what it It reminds me of is like um you know the fact now that you're there's so much more than what flow grappling chooses to to show right in in the jujitsu world that it kind of reminds me of when i was a white belt and i thought the only thing i knew about jujitsu was was uh was the gracie name and it kind of makes me think the way that you know, a lot of people now look at how the Gracies try to think they own everything and, you know, that mm. all Jiu-Jitsu is Gracie Jiu-Jitsu and blah, 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 blah. It reminds me when I was a white belt and looking to move to Brazil and pursue You're Jiu-Jitsu. for Gracie. Yeah, like I just looked for Gracie gyms and luckily for me, I had a training partner at the time who was like, man, you know, like it's, it's not just Gracie, it's just a name. Like you've got... Um, all these other teams, like, that exist, like, you've got Novo and Yao, you've got, you know, he's like, check out these guys, the Mendez brothers, check out, like, Andre Galval, check out Alliance, check out, like, all these other, you know, teams, and, like, I didn't know, I thought it was just Gracie. And it's, it's kind of like, thing. new white belts now, they think, like, it's just whatever flow grappling show, and it's like, no, man, there's, like, so much more. There's so many other options, right?
0: Yeah. So what's the, like... What's the not solution? Because it sounds like there's a big, you know, a big problem. I mean, I don't really see flow grappling as a problem to Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, they have a monopoly. I think that all in all, if you strip away everything and look at it objectively, flow grappling does more good for the sport than they do negative. And well, I'll stand I mean, by
1: that. Yeah, I, w- I would agree too. But like, you don't have to agree. <laughs> we can fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, yeah, I guess. I said it at the start, right? I'm all for the growth of the sport and they do that really well. Um, but I'm trying to think of an example in any business. Can you, th- you know, competition is good in business. Yes. Right? Oh, so I, can I you can you think agree. of any business that it's good that that one particular company has a monopoly on the market? Amazon. And and everyone loves Amazon and the fact that Jeff Bezos pays zero taxes. Everyone loves him. They treat their
0: employees very well. Right?
1: Like, show me an industry where one particular company has a monopoly and people go, "It's good for the It's good for the business that that one company has the monopoly."
0: Honestly, I can't.
1: And it's just terrible. You know. So you can love flow grappling as much as you want, right? I don't. But you could be and someone listening could be like, man, what are you talking about? Flow grappling is the best. I know a lot cool. of people like that. I know right? a lot of
0: people that absolutely love flow grappling, love what they do, subscribe to their platform. Like I I have access to their platform. Like I um I, you know, not not trying to sound like a hypocrite here, but I've I've watched a lot of their content. You you mentioned you really enjoyed their content because they're they're producing the best entertainment. For jujitsu in the world right now,
1: that's that's like a. But it's just not good for the sport as a whole that they haven't. A monopoly. So, the only time, yeah, w- the only time it would be fine is if it was a completely unbiased, just like news coverage of the sport. If they had nothing to do with like the the actually like the entertainment factor, nothing to do with like putting on events or whatever. Like think something like you know. I don't know, like Formula One, like it's just yeah, it's like the one uh, company that has the rights to. So, for example, in Formula One, when you have different commentators from different countries speaking different languages commenting on the race, all of those guys around the world are all getting fed the same feed, right? The same video footage. Yeah. That they're all so it's like the one company that changes sometimes from country to country due to you know, legality reasons and different partnerships in different countries. But it's not like they're pushing an agenda, right? They're just very impartially putting forward the event, the race, right? right?
0: They have the video feed. They have the the video. Yeah, so so they're, they're in charge. They're getting paid to have the cameras in on the track and, and film yeah, the
1: event. So a monopoly like that, Would be fine. If flow grappling, if all they did was like film pre fight interviews, the fights and post fight interviews, whatever. So the pure production. Yeah. Yeah. But like, that's not. They've got a monopoly on everything else. And like I just said, you can love them as much as you want. That's all good. But like, you can't sit here and tell me, like, I asked you the question find me an industry where one company having a monopoly on the market is good it's for not. the market. Yeah. Like I like, I honestly can't think of any.
0: I think something that would be fantastic to happen would be for a competitor of Flow Grappling to rise. Right? That's
1: I mean, that's in my opinion what needs to happen. Well, and look sure. at
0: Bellator versus UFC. Like Bellator has forced UFC to evolve and to quote unquote step up their game and even yeah, one FC because they're yeah. they're taking viewership. And one FC and Bellator are fantastic organizations, and you know have very very high level competitors. Um, but the UFC is still on top, and they're you know they're continually evolving. If we had a yeah, company, but it's because of
1: that competition, exactly, right? Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't mind if Flow stays the dominant like uh, company in mm. the market, right? But they need to they need to be better. So, in your opinion, what what? Okay, so if you
0: tomorrow you took over a CEO of Flow Grappling. Now I'm not expecting a full business plan in a in a G. Wow, it's
1: just so happen <laughs> you asked. <are. laughs>
0: no, I'm not expecting a full, like thought out, you know, twelve page document that you, you're going to recite. But what would you what would you implement or to phrase it differently, what would you like to see out of Flow Grappling? That's realistic for them to in in your view be um, you know, rightfully at the, the top spot or, or to, to, to handle their monopoly a bit better or what have you? What would you like to see happen to, for change to be positive?
1: I think, they, I, yeah, I think they need to choose a lane. And if they want their lane to be like the entertainment marketing in like lane, then just choose that lane and stick to it, you know, opposed to where the, their, their current position is that they just own everything and cherry pick what they want, like, I'm not sure the legalities of what's happening on the back end, but of course, if another company tried to rise up and challenge Flow,
0: like- They would need to put on their own event.
1: They would probably need to put on their own events and stuff, and of course, Flow would do everything in their power to squash them, right? The same way you can't, you know, if you launched a clothing line, or whatever, you would get to a certain point where you're gaining enough traction that companies like Nike, Lululemon, all these big companies would try and squash you. That's just business, right? That's big business, I should say. Um, so, you know, that's like what they did to BJJ Scout, right? You know, yeah. like I can't believe you said that they, they pull the footage of... Their own individual like of fighters posting. on ADCC, yeah, yeah, you it's know, it's, like, de-
0: it's definitely happened. It's definitely happened in the past. I'm not sure if it's still happening, um, but that was one of the big reasons why some competitors are a bit sour at Flow grappling is because yeah, they because they own exclusive media rights. Anything anything that comes from these big events, particularly ADCC, has to be you know sanctioned by Flow. It has to be signed off by Flow. So you can't just film rubs, your own fight. Yeah,
1: it just rubs me the wrong way, eh? Like you know, I don't know if they had an event where you just got money for showing up, yeah, for sure. The anyone from those three teams I mentioned would, would get paid more than, you know, some other person who's more, more respectable.
0: But I mean, the pushback would be like from a business point of view, if, if I own flow grappling and I'm, and I'm listening to this podcast and I, I hear two guys, you know, criticizing the the fact that, you know, a, a media company owns exclusive media rights to an event. I would say, well, I, we as a company, we, you know, established ourselves over years. We, we worked very hard and we bought that. We paid a lot of money for those exclusive media rights and for it to be profitable for our company and for it to be beneficial, beneficial to jujitsu as a whole for us to be profitable, then we need to own the exclusive rights and, and utilize them to the utmost of, you know, our, our power. You know what I mean? Well, basically what I'm trying to say is is flow grappling, probably has paid a shitload of money to the ADCC to own those rights. And they've probably paid a shitload of money to put on these who's number one events. But at the same time, because there's no one doing what Flow Grappling is doing at that level or at that scale, there's just no competitor like, well, grappling then, yeah, like has competitors, but like for Jits, Jits magazine or BJJ scout or all of these other magazines that are reporting news or even uh, Jiu Jitsu times, you know, that are, are news outlets. Yeah. They're reporting on news, but it's not the same. It's not like a media distribution empire and there, there's no one producing uh, that media at the level of flow grappling even close to compete.
1: Yeah. So I mean, that's the problem. Yeah, there need there needs to be a competitor in the market. And, you know, again, like, I don't know all the legalities. It's not like I'm a lawyer, nor have I sat and spoke to someone about f- all Flow Grappling's contracts and whatever. So for all I know, right, it could just be the case that there's no one with enough money behind themselves yeah. to compete with Flow. For all I know, is. the door is wide open and there's just no one doing it, right? But there, there needs to be... There needs to be some competition to Flow Grappling. Again, I don't mind if Flow stay as the dominant best, you know, uh company in the market, but they need to be better. The same way you said the UFC has evolved due to pressure from Bellator and um, and um 1FC and that, that needs to happen to Flow because the, m- the way they're going now, man, I hate it. And I just find that so much of their stuff super cringe. Like one – Another thing they do that annoys me is they do, you know when you'll click on like an article or something and then it goes to Flow Grappling and you, gotta pay, and yeah. you have to pay. Yeah, Man, they to pay do that, money. they do it with ones where they will take an Instagram post from, they did it when, when, when the Meow Brothers announced they were leaving uh, Unity, they, they posted it on their Instagram, the, the Meow Brothers did. They literally flow grappling like just copy pasted the Meow Brothers Instagram post on their website, but then you had to like pay because so they you have, have to like be a f-
0: two paragraph like comment on it, right? Yeah, and you yeah, yeah you
1: have to be a Flow Grappler sub- subscriber yeah. to read that whole article, and yep. it's and it's literally just the the Meow Brothers Instagram post and then like a paragraph saying. What do you think? Where will the Meow Brothers yeah, go? And yeah. you're like, man, it's like- Clickbait, and, right? Yeah, yeah, and people hate that, right? People hate- uh, It's not just Flow that do that. It's news, all news News calls. websites oh, yeah. Sites yeah. do it, right? Yeah. You go to click it's on- It's Journalism
0: 101 yeah. in today's social media
1: market. And yeah, I mean, it's always gonna be like, oh, it's business, but like, just because it's- I hate when people make excuses like that. Oh, but it's business. Or like, oh, it's the fight game. Or, like, yeah, just because it's- like doesn't mean it's cool doesn't mean it's morally correct, you know, man, I hate it. Like makes me like lost for words. I find super cringe.
0: Yeah. It's, it's not the most clean business practices. Um, but I mean, in terms of their, their journalists, they would be under the same sort of obligations as main mainstream media journalism, like take seven news or something like that. So you're a young um, Journalist coming up, you may be given a category like, okay, you're going to be reporting on social media. So find some, you know, influencer story and, and publish it. And they would have like an obligation to produce X amount of articles per yeah per quarter or what. But have imagine
1: you. like you know when there's like breaking news, right? Mm-hmm. In it's the the news stations, like, rush to get there first. Like, you know, they yeah. want to get the inside story and whatever. Imagine if you were, like, a news reporter and there was, I don't know, like a fire at some, you know, apartment building. So you rush there with your camera crew to, to report on it, right? And then you get there and Flow Grappling, like, go, whoa, 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 no, we own this. You can't report on it. Like, you know, that would suck. You know, I would love to see where, you know, jujitsu events and fights and everything could just be covered by whoever and then people will watch whoever is putting out the better content
0: i have to push back on i don't know if that would work right so say if if you had an event where do they make where where do these big jujitsu events make their money from pretty much on the streaming and the, the the media that comes out of these events so if if you had an event like who's number one or, or just pick one that's not associated with flow grappling. So you had an event like ADCC and it was open to anyone that wanted to cover it. It would be saturated. There would be like, no, if,
1: yeah, I don't mean like it that. Would be like, free. It
0: would effectively be free.
1: No, no, I don't mean like that. I mean, you, there would have to be something like, you know, they would know based on, the venue size and everything, how many media passes they can have. Like you would, it wouldn't right. just be like you. Anyone can rock up and cover it like a fire on the street because it's not taking place in a public place, right? Yeah. Like what I mean is anyone cover it as in if you were if Ground Nine Productions wanted mm-hmm. to cover ADCC, right? And if you had better camera angles and better post fight interview and whatever, people might choose to subscribe to your coverage. Opposed to, or at least maybe not your coverage. Like an event like that, you may need.
0: You would need still, professional. You like, need like one sort of yeah. like
1: overall coverage. But you know what I'm saying is like, imagine you wanted so to cover you, it. You could apply for a media. Pass yeah, you want it to be open maybe, for bidding, right? Yeah, open yeah. for bidding, and maybe and maybe the organizers of ADCC, they you know, they know that they're going to allow you know, four different news stations. To, to cover it yeah. or something. You so, know? again, or the pushback or maybe on even, that, maybe, if it, maybe it only needs to be one, but like you said, it should be open to forbidding. It's like the Olympics, right? Yep. Like uh, here in Australia, Channel 7, right, has the rights to the Olympics, isn't it? Channel 7, I believe. I have no idea, probably. I'm pretty sure it's Channel 7,
0: right? They normally take the – or is it
1: – yeah, whatever. I'm pretty sure it's Channel 7. I'm, you know, I, I haven't done my research on this, but I assume – that that was open for bidding like it's not like channel 7 owns the olympics i assume it was open for bidding and if channel 10 channel 9 probably like you know could have taken the rights if they wanted to right mm. but channel 7 got it but the problem with that
0: one problem and that that's that's a that's a good model and that a lot of events have that model where it's a bidding system and then you bid for the contract so the, the problem with that if ADCC every two years had the media access open for bidding, it would pretty much go to the lowest bidder. The highest bidder. Sorry? The oh h- yeah, the, the high yeah 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 the highest bidder. Um, if 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 they if the media company is paying the um the organizer, if it's the other way around, then it would be a lot. Either way, it's whoever is willing to to do more work for less money is effectively it, or whoever's willing to pay more for the exclusive rights of the event. So what's what, wrong with that? So what you would eventually have is if if it's reversed. For example, say ADCC is paying a media company to cover their event then it would the quality and the consistency of the coverage of the event would continually be changing, right? Mm. So, so Flow Grappling, when they when they produce all the media coverage for ADCC, they're, they're effectively covering everything and that's in their contract. So ADCC is making more money because Flow Grappling is paying them more money, mm. right? And it's better for the viewer because it's more consistent. Flow Grappling as a company can learn from their mistakes over time on what works, what doesn't work, what people want. So over time, they eventually improve. They get better and better and better until they've reached a point where they're at now and they're hosting their own events, who's number one. And as they learn and learn from those events, it's just gonna be better and better and better for the viewer in terms of entertainment quality and and viewer value. If you're constantly changing out who's covering the event, that, that quality and that consistency will well there won't be there won't be a point of continuity to ensure growth yeah
1: but that's on adcc that's on them if they decide to go with a a bidder that's willing to pay more than flow grappling but uh dog shit well then that's on adcc yeah exactly like i mean that's is that really yeah okay it won't be as good for the viewer but like i don't think what's best i mean you're kind of spinning that as if What's best for flow grappling is what's best for the viewer, and you know I don't think that's the case. Like, of course, if the if whichever company is covering it does better, the viewer will get a better show. Yeah. Right. But I mean, you know, if 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 they keep changing who's producing it, whatever, because ADCC keeps going with different bids, blah 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 blah. That's on ADCC. Their viewership's the viewership as a whole will drop because they keep hiring dog shit companies the integrity of the ADCC will drop, like that's their own problem as a business, right? It's not their problem, like that if flow grappling do good or bad or or whatever. Mm. You know what I mean? Like- You sort of, I I get what you're saying. I mean, let me ask you this then, like let's, you as as owning Ground Nine Productions with Zach and if you turn to me and say, the same way that some people in Jiu-Jitsu go, I want to be a black belt world champion, you turn to me and say- Uh, My dream is for ground nine to cover ADCC one day. Yeah. How do you get there?
0: Well, we'd need to effectively build our influence up to a level of competition with Flow and then outbid them.
1: Oh, but but it's not open to public bidding.
0: Well, yeah, probably not. Unless we like, honestly, you'd probably, I don't know what their contract's like. I don't know how many years they've signed for. There would be be an end to it. Surely it wouldn't be open-ended. But you would have to like know someone who organizes ADCC and just give them an offer they couldn't refuse. Oh,
1: so you're saying you've got to be in bed with yeah. the people oh, who are currently yeah. in bed together. Yeah, 100%. Oh, okay. Yeah. You would
0: have to buy Flow Grappling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. They're, they've not left it open for competition. Honestly, they're operating very similar to Amazon, right? If you wanted to compete with Amazon, how how the hell could you do that? You can't. It's At this point – it doesn't seem feasible unless something crazy happened in the future, Amazon is here for a long time and then they're, they're gonna be a very dominant force. Now I'm not saying that flow grappling is Amazon but it's, it's very similar, right? In terms yeah. of them owning the market share. So to, to come in over the top, it's, it's very difficult. But in terms of media in jujitsu, we've covered flow grappling we we understand that they cover all the events, as in the the competitions, all the you know featuring the athletes, the who's who, um in in jiu jitsu, who they determine though. We've already established there are so many good. Please, like if you're a white belt like me, please just research some other athletes that aren't featured on Flow Grappling. You would be doing yourself a yeah, favor. Yeah, d- yeah, and don't like,
1: get don't get don't take it the wrong way we're not saying that the people featured on flow grappling aren't good Yeah, like they're there's some, they're of, the some the of the best in the world Yeah, but yeah there's just a lot a lot of other yeah athletes out there
0: right exactly yeah which i highly recommend like it's well worth uh researching and looking up um but let's let's shift lanes a little bit just so people don't think Sorry, that we c-
1: cool off a little bit yeah, yeah so adam can <laughs> calm down he's, he's he's very mad
0: no um let, let's shift lanes a little bit and talk about instructionals and talk about that side of media because the big players if you were going to choose big two big names in in media in jiu-jitsu it would be flow grappling and bjj fanatics
1: yeah um i don't really i mean i don't have a problem with bjj fanatics um Maybe it's because I really like Bernardo. but <laughs> <laughs> You were biased AF. <laughs> no, yeah, I've gone on saying how annoying like Flo is being biased. No, but, you know, like um, I don't love everything about BJJ Fanatics. I, you know, I think the amount of instructionals, like it's just so saturated, it's ridiculous. And I think wherever BJJ Fanatics has put the line in the sand – I think that needs to be shifted because they just put out too many instructionals. I get why because, you know, if some of the instructionals BJJ Fanatics doesn't even produce, right? Some of them are, are recorded independently and they just- They're hosted. They're just hosted on BJJ Fanatics, right? Yeah. Like they're not all recorded out of Bernardo's gym in Boston, right? Yes. Yeah. Which is if you see the the ones where it's got like the BF, Bernardo Faria on the mats in the background, that's Bernardo's gym in Boston, yeah. right? So um, they're not all filmed out of there. So some are filmed wherever, like- you could film one here Lachlan Giles one for example was all filmed at his gym in Melbourne and then I believe right because it was with his I actually before someone listens to this and says no it wasn't because I didn't actually speak to Lockie about it but um You know, he's filmed at what looks like his gym in Melbourne with one of his students, right? It definitely wasn't filmed in Boston. Yeah, I've Um,
0: I've produced some instructions, not features on BJJ Fanatics, but uh, my company has produced jiu-jitsu instructions. Yeah, and then it's hosted there, right? Yes, exactly. So
1: you can get why BJJ Fanatics... Has so many instructional,s because if they're not paying anything to produce it, and they're like you to market it, yeah, and and they're they're like, yeah, cool, and I just take a piece of that pie, yeah. Why wouldn't they? So I think the line they've put in the sand as to what they accept and what they don't is needs to be shifted closer towards the the quality of instructional,s. Uh, They have a lot of quality instructional,s but they also have a lot of like, man, useless instructional,s like too many, just like. almost like clickbaity instructionals but BJJ Fanatics isn't making or breaking people like like this they're semi impartial like if you you could go to BJJ Fanatics and more or less have no name and you know and said oh this is an instructional I've recorded if you know and if the techniques are good the quality is good and everything like they'll host it for you and if it sells, you know, you can make your own name through their hosting abilities. It's not like they're a, a marketing mogul
0: yeah, it's, like Flow Grappling and they'll make or break you. You market your own instructional. Well, it depend, depends on, on on who we're talking about here. Like they BJJ Fanatics does run ads, they do run discounts and, and all we that. We're excluding all their own marketing material. But for, for a lack of a better term, you are in charge of your own destiny here and you market your own instructional. And if it sells, then, you know, it's based on commission.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, just talking about instructionals in general, I think there's too many of them. <laughs> so many instructionals. I don't know how you feel as, as a white belt, but. Um, I
0: ignore know. most of them. Honestly, I look for instructionals on people. This is, this is going to be, you know, circle back to the whole flow grappling thing. Um, particularly in the early days, before I really knew any better, I look for instructionals that are produced by people that I know. Like I look at instructionals, um, if I see one that's produced by Lachlan Giles, I'd be interested in that. And I actually have bought an instructional produced by Lachlan Giles. Or um, if I see one produced by Craig Jones, Gordon Ryan, Danaher, those are like flow grappling superstars, Danaher, Desk God's superstars, or our you know Australian hero, uh, Lachlan Giles, yeah, yep. <laughs> along with Craig Jones. Um, so I, I will look at those. Or um, a, an athlete, a, a friend of mine, Jeremy Skinner, his instructional. Um, Shout I would, out
1: to Lockie actually quickly. Lockley, Lockie and his wife, Livia, just had a baby oh, a couple of weeks ago. Little Congrats. Walter will be a heel hooking machine in no time. <laughs> <laughs> Came out of the womb and yeah. hit bloody <laughs> heel hooker. Um, yeah, so
0: I, I pretty much ignore most instructionals produced by people that I don't know who they are. Yeah. Because like you said, there's so many, unless I'm specifically looking Maybe. for a technique. Like I remember the first instructional I ever downloaded, it was when you put me onto stack passing. You wanted me to to research stack passing and look into it um, because that's where we're taking my game or my development as a, as a white belt. So I jump on BJJ Fanatics, type in stack passing. There was a few different ones, but Andre Galvao was a name that I recognized. And I knew that he, from the very limited research that he was a stack passer. So that's the instructional I picked up yeah.
1: and it was free. Uh, <laughs> score. Yeah. I mean, I think with instructionals, if you're at a good gym with a good coach, you shouldn't need an instructional. Like you can always get one, but you shouldn't need it. Right. Like in for your, belt progression
0: and, and or just for progression, just for p-
1: progression in general. Yeah. Uh, in your case, like it was something you would well, ask. I, needed one. <laughs> yeah, <'cause> I <laughs> don't know how to stack pass, right? well, I don't past. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was, you know, something often you get students asking that they want to do more, right? They ask, Oh, what can I watch when I'm at home or when I'm not training? So in that case, it was, you would ask for more. I said, man, this is what you should do. Go look at this. Right. Yeah. But if you You know, I know some people who just, man, they buy like almost an instructional a week. I know those
0: people as well. (laughs)
1: Man, like you can't take in all that information. When I was um, training in Brazil, I was on the mats twice a day every day with multiple black belt world champions around me. You know, and again, this was before instructionals were what they were now. Like there was still, you could still get stuff online and on YouTube.
0: But they were actual DVDs, right?
1: They probably were, yeah. Yeah. And I remember uh, having a a friend who trained in a different country who didn't train at the gym with me. He was like, oh, do you – you know, who do you study online? Do you watch any blah, blah, blah? And I'm like – It's like, bro, I learn like 20 new techniques a day. Like I can't take in all the information I'm getting when I'm in the gym as it is. The last thing I need is more information. What if
0: you're at a gym that follows a very standard structured routine that you would know 12 months in advance what they're going to teach on the second Tuesday of March,
1: (laughs) hypothetically. (laughs) I wonder who you're talking about. I am not talking about any gym specifically. (laughs) I would suggest finding a new gym. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay but it's say i live in darwin and it's the only gym there yeah
1: okay well then you know do some self-study my my advice with instructionals is get an instructional for something very specific like what you did like the stack okay. passing yeah yeah um another one we have one of my students ollie the purple belt um who wanted to improve, like, his over-under passing and and deep half guard. You looked at Bernardo's, right? Yeah, I mean, if you don't know, Bernardo's, like, the king of deep half guard and over-under. So I showed Ollie a lot of over-under, deep half guard stuff, but I'm also not a moron. Like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know more about that than Bernardo does. Like, the dude invented it. Like, he's the best in the world at deep half guard and over-under passes. So, you know... Yeah, I'm always there to help Ollie and teach Ollie. But I said to him, I was like, man, you know, if you want more of this, look at Bernardo, whether it's on YouTube or his instructionals. And it's like he bought the one instructional and, like, that's what he's st- studying, Yeah, you know. Same as, like, uh, you know, because no instructor, no matter how good they are, even if you take some of the best coaches in the world, like Fabio Gagel like Andre Galval, like the Mendez brothers, they're not... Professionals, or they're not experts in everything like could andre galval teach you a killer bearing bolo yeah for sure but you'd be kick, you'd be you know lying to yourself if you thought his bearing bolo details were as good as mikey Musameshi's yeah. or, or the meow brothers or lee based the entire game
0: off it exactly and right, conversely you, know? you wouldn't you wouldn't not trust but you wouldn't take um say Mikey's word on stack passing exactly, over, over right. Andre's because his game was built on, on that yeah, pass.
1: Exactly, so, um, you know, if, you've, if there's something very specific you you want that um, that you're trying to replicate, you know, then I, adv- I suggest getting that specific instructional, right? But just people who just use instructionals as a way to just like have this onslaught of information like it's unnecessary it's a waste of money right and you should be getting enough of information if you're at a good gym if you're at a if you have options if you have gym options like you know you're not in Darwin with just one gym if you have options in your city of different gyms to train at and your current gym is leaving you feeling like you need a new instructional a week man you're at a terrible gym like or you're at a gym where they they don't care or maybe it's not even a terrible gym but just the way the coach teaches doesn't work for the way you like to learn Man, mm. go somewhere else. But um,
0: but in terms of media, beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcasts, are we pro or against BJJ fanatics? We're definitely pro. Yeah, I
1: like I like BJJ fanatics, right? <laughs> what I don't like about instructionals and is the way people like to, to – uh, Invent, like in, shit. invent shit, make shit up. Invent shit, yeah, man. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, um, you know the you way. You Talk about Panda Guard, aren't you? Oh man, we went. Didn't we yeah, talk about we, that? We, another I think podcast? we mentioned Panda Guard briefly. One, there was another tarantula. One, tarantula yep, guard. That was I saw an instructional. Page. It was literally collar sleeve, you know, and or essentially spider guard, but his foot, his hand instead of the sleeve was on the collar or something like that. It wasn't spider guard tarantula guard? Yeah, like, dude, like get over yourself. Like you know, I don't. People can name stuff after themselves or name new positions because it's crazy to, that Jiu-Jitsu is still evolving. Like it actually blows my mind that we still haven't discovered everything that you can do with two, two like combat bodies like yeah. locking together. There's still – so many positions, like not that long ago, K guard didn't exist before that, Z guard didn't exist, bearing bolos didn't exist, back in the day, half guard didn't exist. I don't know if you know this, but Delaheva guard that's named after a guy, yes, Della yep. like you that. know, like <laughs> so, like when it's legitimate. Man, name it after yourself, or name it something new. I don't care. But when it's just to try have your fifteen seconds of fame, panda. Like, what was the panda guard? It was. It It was was half half guard. guard. It was
0: half guard. It was like a tarantula guard. Man,
1: it's spider guard or collar sleeve. Like, you know, it's not a new position. Yeah. You know, uh, panda guards So cringe. Instructionals. Panda guards, because everyone loves pandas. I mean, piggybacking off kung fu panda. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and people do the same sort of stuff on Instagram, right? As an instructor who has on the daily white belts or whatever belt be like, oh man, I saw this on Instagram and they show me some technique and like, you know, it's similar. Like, man, it's social media. You can't put too much into it. People, no one's posting on their Instagram, a cross-collar choke from close guard. That'd be boring. It was, it was fucking boring. People yeah. want to see a double flip flying upside down knee bar platter. Yeah. You know, like, and yep. then, oh, man, look at this. Whoa. I was like, wow. Yeah, cool, man. It's It looks cool. It's on Instagram. It looks cool. Like, you know, yeah, cool. You can try it. But, I mean, like, it's, you're looking at it on an entertainment platform. Yeah. You know, like, no one's posting hip escape.
0: So many instructionals.
1: Maybe, man, maybe that's an angle. I just start. Posting on my Instagram. Instructionals on hip escape. Yeah, no, but we'll call it- <laughs> Extreme um, escape. We'll call it, uh, we'll call it the prawn down the, the, here. The prawn. Yeah, instead of the shrimp. The prawn maneuver. Yeah, You know what they call, because you know how it's also called shrimp, right? Yeah, Head yeah. does you look like a shrimp. Well, I mean, yeah, I think even here it's known as that. It's really common. Well, I thought you were talking
0: about a prawn versus a shrimp and how they're like the same-
1: well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like a hip escape is called shrimping, yeah. right? No, I got it. Yeah. I got the joke. Yeah, No, it's not it's, it's not a joke. It's what people call it, shrimping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. So you got to call it the prawn. Yeah, I mean, that was a stupid joke. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying even in Australia, people know it as shrimping. As shrimping, shrimping. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But... Where the uh, fuck is this going? Look, it's, <laughs> this has gone for too long that now I can't even make the joke that I wanted to make because i had to explain to you that people still call it here shrimping even though we don't call shrimp shrimp we call shrimp prawns i have
0: derailed you i'm sorry i i killed your bit it's like comedy comedy rule broken but in an unrelated news um Bit off-topic. We want to do a quick shout-out to our sponsor. We have a new sponsor on the podcast coming soon to BJJ Fanatics. Adam Childs, <laughs> s- Super Extreme Guard. Yes, yeah, super, super Extreme, su- prawn, super guard. extreme
1: <laughs> <laughs> prawn Guard. Super Extreme Prawn Guard. With you know, and if you if you click the optional uh, the optional DVD, you get the deep fried prawn cracker with it. <laughs> <laughs> is this the limited edition bonus <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh man yeah, that man. was that was dog shit <laughs> I, yeah that yeah, actually when people just make up stuff man they yeah. change the most minute insignificant detail or something it. and yeah. hasn't been done it before up. it's brand new yeah like I, I love the evolution of the sport and legitimate brand new mm. positions and techniques like i mentioned z guard k guard mm. like you know when bearing bolos first started happening worm guard Tarika Plata, stuff. that's a cool one. Yeah, yeah, they're like super, like you know, legitimate different submissions. Like you, you look at that and you go, okay, it's it's applying the similar torque to an Omni um, Plata, like a very similar position, but mm, it's not like it's executed completely different. Like it's, oh, yeah. different. Like, oh, it's yeah. a different technique. You can name it after yourself. You can't just you can't just do an um, the Plata and go, yeah, but like notice how I'm like doing a thumbs up while I do this on um, yeah. the platter. Yeah. So it's called the hang 10, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> to piss off. Like, I mean, nobody cares, bro. It's so lame. Yeah. I, I hate it. You know, but that's me and my opinion. On I, th- I think,
0: um, just to, just to close out the, the BJJ fanatics piece, I think that the reason that they're doing it is because these, these athletes, maybe they're not getting, you know, they're not getting paid either well, way. Well, yeah, actually, so, that's
1: another point, yeah.
0: So, like, the, the, the number one way to make a million bucks, if your goal was to make a million dollars in jiu-jitsu, you either create a huge gym franchise and take over Gracie Baja's top spot, mm. or you you release a whole bunch of instructionals, instructionals and, and that's how
1: instructional slash teach seminars. Exactly. Yeah. And
0: that's how Gordon Ryan and John Danaher were the first millionaires from jujitsu, like being athletes. That is um, not yeah. to mention people that own flow grappling or, um, you know, but I know owning uh, BJJ fanatics, they, they made it from their instructionals.
1: Yeah. So yeah. people see that. Yeah, I they, mean, that's, they emulate. Know, that's it as well. Like for all we know, we have, the Panda guard person going to BJJ fanatics and saying like, look, I've recorded this instructional. Can mm. you host it? And they go, no, it's Panda guard. It's dog shit. And they give a sob story. Like, man, I got no money. Like any money I make from this is going to fund my trip to the worlds. like, you know, yeah, like I, I lived that competitor lifestyle without having someone bankroll me. And it's super hard. It's super hard to afford to compete and travel. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's really, really hard. So, so you were you able know, to
0: sell like, um, you know, make a profit of 10, 10- Ten sales on your instructional on BJJ fanatics, you know, ninety nine dollars each. That little yeah. bit could could really help. Yeah, you.
1: like I, you know, any of these topics when we mention it on, on the podcast, like I always say, I am all for the growth of the sport and seeing people be able to make money in the sport. You know, anything that allows people to 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 follow that dream and and live off jujitsu, like it's all for the good of the sport. Yeah. Know, so, you know, when I say something like, "Man, fucking pandegard guard tarantula guard," you know, but yeah, on the flip side, if that's helping that athlete make some money to be able to compete, like that's cool too. But you know, where's the line, right? Yeah, but a white. And I like can tell me, you, it's I like don't know the, the line is before pandegard guard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's before tarantula guard. You know, like yeah, yeah. Fuck
0: me. All but, right. Awesome. Any any last words on media?
1: No, I think, like, that's taken a lot of my energy yeah, to talk about. Yeah, you look
0: physically drained after two coffees and a, and a, <laughs> yeah, a soft. Just d-
1: despite my two coffees, flow grappling got me all worked up. <laughs> and and you know, just before we leave, what is with the dude on flow grappling that thinks he's like this – Hella gangster, never takes his sunglasses off. Like, man, you are so lame. What's his name? I, saw I have no
0: idea. I'm not commenting. Do you, do you know who I mean? Yeah, no? I do, I do.
1: Oh, dude, I saw like one of their – it was an Instagram or YouTube um, video or something and the comments were just littered with well, – what they had a – there's one of the angles flow Grappling are taking at the moment is this Illuminati thing. Have you seen that? No, what? I don't really know about it really because I don't have a lot of patience for – the the, this sort of i thought you loved flow (laughs) (laughs) this useless content that they put out um but it's like some i don't know it's just some crap to do with illuminati i don't really even know but man their comments were just full of of like i mean there was one or two positive comments but it was just hate with people saying quit it with this illuminati bullshit you're supposed to be like a uh, a news r- just covered the goddamn jujitsu yeah. and people saying, Take your sunglasses off like you're not some white gangster, blah blah blah, Ooh. like or just man, spicy ripping into them. And I was like, Yeah, get yeah, boys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> paprika, <laughs> paprika. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, for those listening who are indoors wearing sunglasses, you look like a turd, yeah. Take them off, or them unless or- they're prescription, then it's cool, yeah. <laughs> I have no words for that. Okay. Yeah, Kieran's sitting across from me with the biggest shades on I've ever seen. No, negative. Okay, (laughs) so thanks
0: for listening to our media special episode. Um, Episode number 11, next episode, what are we talking about?
1: Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about like cross-training in terms of whether that means – training other sports, whether that means, you know, doing lifting, whether that means uh, cross-training as well can mean like training at other gyms. So yeah. just what sort of training is done, should be done, is allowed,
0: you know. Should th- be allowed. Should be allowed, <laughs> right? Right what training we do, our own personal uh, training routines and schedules when we're preparing for competition. Like uh, Adam, he's preparing for sort of was preparing for a super fight coming up. Yeah, uh, I was. that. We'll talk about that.
1: Yeah, canned at the moment due to uh, COVID restrictions in Sydney. We'll we'll see if it still goes ahead.
0: Um, There will be one on the cards next year if it doesn't.
1: I would assume so, yeah. yeah
0: which yeah. we will go over. So stay tuned for that. Look out for episode number 11. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave us a review on your streaming platform of choice. Give us a follow if you're listening on
1: Spotify. That's just a review from Flow Grappling. You <laughs> suck. <Yeah. laughs> You'll hear from our lawyers. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't think we're even
0: on their radar. No. Um, but and if you have a question you want to submit to the show, we do have a reoccurring segment called ask a black belt, you have a question you want Adam to answer, or if you have a question for me, that's I was a, about to say, we, a could, we could do it like
1: ask a black belt with a little like in brackets or a white belt. You know?
0: <laughs> Why are you so shit? <laughs> that's
1: the question. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's actually, you know, not to, sorry not to start a whole new conversation, but I mean, it's interesting. There's questions that people would want a yeah. white belt response to. Like, you know, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know, like how how have you found your first six months of jujitsu, or like you know, was it what you expected? Because certain questions you could answer that yeah. I've forgotten, because yeah. it was so long ago for me.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally get you. So if you have a question for Adam, um, anything jujitsu related, or a question for myself, anything jiu-jitsu nutrition related um submit it to the show just type in uh, beyond jiu-jitsu podcast on instagram you should be able to find us there or alternatively you can go to my personal uh instagram page it's just at kieran lefebvre my name or on youtube under the same handle and to reach adam
1: alliance sydney bjj
0: on instagram thanks for listening and until next time catch ya